Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Wait, let me, let me try again. Let me try again. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the one and only Game Dev Unchained, the podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Larry Charles. And of course, I brought him back because he's the best dancer I know, Mr. Brandon Fam. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode. We have not one, but two special guests representing Robot Pencil, uh, AJ, and our returning guest from episode two, Kaylin Chalk. How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. What's up, guys? Doing good, man. Uh, Kaylin, you're actually, you get an award for being the very first person to be on the uh, on the episode twice. This oh. is your, your second tour of duty. How's it feel, man? Uh, I didn't have a speech prepared, but uh, <laughs> I just want to thank my family. I want to thank God. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Don't be too flattered. The award is a high five. So I want to cash in on it. Don't think yeah. I And in case you don't know who AJ is just by those two initials, it's Mr. Anthony Jones. Anthony Jones, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing good, man. I'm very happy to be here. Uh, I'm really uh, glad to see you guys are doing a lot of cool stuff. We all went to school or same school together. Yes. And so it's cool to see like how everyone's like doing cool stuff. Yeah, dude, the nucleus is taking off, man. Like I feel like we say this a lot, but there was like a core group of people at AI where you're just like, these are the ones that are going to be successful. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Yeah. To, To any of our friends who are not yet successful, you are amongst them. It's just not your time yet. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and if you'd like it to be your time soon, go to ro- uh, robotpencil.com, sign up and get some uh, tutorials, uh, download yeah. some videos. Yeah, we, did yeah, not, yeah. we did not pay him to say that. He, no, no, it's all yeah. good, man. <laughs> mutual respect He's today. Like, mutual us, respect. Give me my family back. I did what you asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what yeah. you guys can't see is there's a gun under the table pointed at these guys. And, yeah, yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> all right. Well, we're really happy that you guys came on and we want to. You know, share your story and uh, how how are things? Yeah, man. All right, cool. So, so how, how does this work? You said we get to know each other, right? Yeah. yeah. This is, Why don't you walk you uh, walk us through your resume? Yeah, pretend that we're not friends and like it's our first time <laughs> meeting you, and we're like, wow, these guys are really dope artists. How did they get to this point? <laughs> okay, so for the, for anyone who's listening to this who doesn't know who I am, um, uh, as I said, my name is Anthony Jones. I I uh, started this company called Robot Pencil uh, with my good friend, Kalen. And basically, Robot Pencil is just my old artist alias that I just kind of used as a staple for my business and everything like that. And what I want to do is tell you guys kind of like, like like how it began, like what started my whole career and all that stuff. And what specifically went on early on in my life was that I first started out as a – wait, hold on just a second. Can you guys turn that down? <laughs> I'm a student here. I'm yelling at them. Like they're they're playing Smash Brothers. Uh, Um, (laughs) I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm in a podcast guy, so you guys go ahead and play Smash Brothers. All right, cool. Um, So, anyways, like when I first started my art career, I actually um, (laughs) it's funny I just yelled at them. Um, (laughs) They're all laughing. Um, So when I first started my um, my art career, I actually was not an artist. And I think that's what has been one of my greatest strengths um, as a teacher. Mm. 
was that I was a really, really, really devoted student. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I had no clue what it was to be an artist. You know, when, when I think a lot of you guys, uh, including a lot of our friends that we, we love and care about, you know, I, I think a lot of them began, you know, going to school as like ambitions to become an artist. They had like they were the art kids in high school or middle school or whatever, mm-hmm. or they always had a passion or an affinity for drawing. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I was a musician. I, I liked playing uh, musical instruments. In fact, I played guitar. And that was like my passion, right? Like when I was like right out of high school, I was like, I'm going to do this. This is what's going to make me like hit it big mm-hmm. kind of thing. And when, before that, I worked as a beer merchandiser. I was uh, a, a plumber. Yeah. And yeah, like I, I used to like, well, I was a plumber's apprentice more. Like okay. I wasn't like a full on plumber. I was becoming a plumber. And like it's funny because like I quit the day – or the day I quit, I, I pulled a dead cat out of a drain, which means that what? Yeah, which means that <laughs> someone not. flushed. Yes, yeah, so, someone flushed down a cat down a toilet. That's wow. the only way that that. Or someone sh- shitted a cat. <laughs> yeah, that that. But most likely, someone was a terrible person. That's terrible. Um, Damn, that's crazy, man. Yeah, it is crazy, and that's why I quit. And so I didn't want to see shit like that, literally, mm-hmm. every day. And so. Um, and that's kind of like the first step. And I think, you know, uh, I was dating a girl at the time and that helped like, like amplify my, my notion to get my life together, mm-hmm. if you will. And so when I decided to do that, that was like the first step was to, you know, just to figure out what I wanted to do. And that's, that's when I decided, Hey, you know, this, this idea of being, you know, working for video games seems very alluring to me. Cause you see all those commercials online, but like, you want to make video games? And I'm like, uh, yeah, duh. They got you. <laughs> AJ they was the one answering. AJ was like, I want to tighten up the graphics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Up. Yeah, yeah. And so I went with those ambitions, right? I was yeah. just like, this is awesome. Like, I didn't even consider this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I went to, to apply, uh, they said that I had to be um, a programmer hmm. because uh, I was not an artist. Mm-hmm. And if I was you, like, okay. If you don't mind me asking, who's the they in this story? I don't remember their name. It was oh, okay. like the counselor person. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I don't want to. And even if I did, I don't think it'd be proper. Well, well no, I mean, I didn't know if you were talking about a, a company or if you were talking about. Oh no, no. Okay. Yeah, the company is AI. Okay. And so yeah. anyway, um, yeah, I don't mind saying that. Yeah. And so, uh, so like you know, basically, I went there. They're like, you're not, you know, you're not cut out to be a, an artist because you don't have a portfolio in it. And I agreed. I was like, of course. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And so then uh, I was attracted to it, though, because I was like, oh, that seems like a creative endeavor. And 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 skill, and in hindsight, by the way, I think programming is also equally as creative. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'll talk about that maybe later if we have time. But um, but at the time, you know, I it was very clear. Like, I think most people are very clear that programming versus art, you know, they're very different fields of mm-hmm. thinking. Which I still think is true, but there is some similarities. Uh, but what I realized when I first started going there was like I didn't like programming, not because um, not because it wasn't cool, it was because I was really terrible at it. You see, I'm half Korean, so I thought the Korean side <laughs> kick in, and I'd be like so epic. Yeah. Uh, but that it was the opposite. In fact, I realized I was racist, and then. <laughs> 
<laughs> and but somehow you're aren't... really good at uh, StarCraft, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's just the Korean passive. You have to be good at StarCraft. <laughs> it's just like a pastime in Korea. Yeah. You, you eat rice, kimchi, and play StarCraft. <laughs> and so, which is racist. Yeah, I'm racist. And so, <laughs> and so. Uh, Only half of racist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, and so then when I went and did that, right, it was great. And. Um, but then I saw that people were drawing and I thought, okay, here's these people that are going to be the amazing artists, like mm-hmm. people that are going to blow my mind. And sure enough, you know, I saw their art and not all their art blew my mind. Mm. In fact, I was like, the, the quality of art that I was looking at, I felt that I could do right now. And I'm not even an artist. I was yeah. just like, I can draw Dragon Ball Z characters. Yeah. You know, like that's not hard, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I, when I think artists, I think like you know, like you know, Leonardo da Vinci or Michelangelo, like these like people that are immaculately good, you know. And when I saw these people that were clearly not that good, and I was like, well, if that's like the quota for quote unquote talent, mm-hmm. I think I can achieve that. So that's what I decided to switch over, and so I decided to build a whole portfolio that was art, and I was just going to draw a lot. And that's what I did. I just drew a lot. And it's funny because we, you know, when I was a programmer, we had to take a class with Charles Hugh, which Mm is our life drawing instructor, right? But as a programmer, I was like, what is this bullshit? (laughs) Right? Which it kind of makes sense. Like, why am I learning how to draw if Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do code? Mm -hmm. You know? Which is like the first clue that this probably wasn't the best school to go to. (laughs) Um, And then, but anyway, and then so then, like, after I became an artist, like Charles Hugh was a, like a, a gift from God, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm like this guy is one of the greatest life drawing instructors I have ever experienced, mm-hmm. and I think that's when like I got real serious because I had people like him in my camp that were teaching me the tools and the trades, mm-hmm. and I felt like it was very powerful. Um, like like when I first took his class, I had like a D minus, I think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then the second time I took his class, I had like a B. Right, just to give you kind of the scope of how my 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 paradigm shift was, right? Like how much I was just like, ah, I don't need art. This is stupid, which was true at the time as a programmer. And then when I was like, I need to learn everything from this guy, and then mm-hmm. I just did I did my damnedest, you know? Dude, that's um, awesome. And 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 I, I I like to say that like the classes that I didn't do well are in are the classes I didn't want to. Like that's a good reflection of how I felt about school in general. Like mm-hmm. if I was in classes I didn't like. I just didn't do, I just didn't do the work. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, uh, I think I got, I failed my math class, not because I, like, the math class I was doing was like just a regular algebra class, which is super easy, and uh, at least for me, it's really easy, uh, which led me to believe that I would be a great programmer. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. more than more than that, right? Yeah. Um, so Here's then the when I, yeah, <laughs> so when I went in there, uh, I, I basically just kept on missing class because there would be like GDC or like Comic-Con or mm-hmm. something, right? Something was going on and it was like an event at Noman or something like that. And I would go. I would just skip class. I was like, I don't care. This is just stupid math class. And then my, my teacher like flunked me. And I remember I told her, I was like, listen, like, like I've got like 90s on all my tests. Yeah. I turn in all my homework. Like, why the hell are you flunking me? And then she was just like, you just didn't show up three times. That's part of the school regulations. Oh man! And I was like, "You understand what you're you're doing? You're encouraging someone like me to skip a major event in my career, so I can fucking sit in and learn some like basic, basic like 
algebra equations, you know, yeah. like, like this mm-hmm. is something I already learned in high school. I don't even know why I'm doing it again, yeah. you know? And, uh, I was just really disappointed. And that was like the second clue mm-hmm. that I probably should get out of this joint, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then the nail that hit the coffin, actually, let's just get there, which was, uh, I was in class one day. It was a compositing class and my compositing teacher caught me drawing and was like, Hey, can you stop drawing and pay attention to the, the lecture? Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, I was like, why? Why should I have to stop drawing? And he was just like, well, you need to pay attention. This is really important information. And I remember I was like, I looked at him and I was like, look, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say anything bad or anything. I don't want to say that compositing is important or whatever. It's just not important to me. Like, I want to be a concept artist. Mm -hmm. This is the career path that I want to do. And compositing, I I don't think, has anything to offer me, Mm -hmm. uh, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, I'll do the work, you know, I'll get whatever the grade I need to get to pass the class. But, like, I think it's odd that mm-hmm. I'm in art school and the teacher's telling me to not draw, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and I don't think he took that very, like, you know, if he's in front of a bunch of other people and that's, like, the dominant figure of the class, yeah. he, it doesn't go well. He got real angry. He's just like, look, if you want to, I'll give you an F, like, right now. And I was just like, what the? And I think everybody else in class was kind of like, yeah, what the hell? That's kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. And I could get the tone from the class. Like, like everyone was kind of like on my time, my yeah. side. And mm-hmm. I was just, I just shut up. And I was like, I don't want to fight with this guy. Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. He probably went back to the teacher lounge and, like, talked to the, the math yeah. teacher about yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, so I. The deep voice? This, that guy yeah, with yeah. the deep voice. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, so. So then I, after that day, after that day, I went to the counselor, like the, like literally like right after class, and I was already on the fritz about leaving the mm-hmm. school, uh, but that was like the last straw. I literally went to the class or to my counselor and was just like, uh, "What are the steps that I need to take to get out of the school? Because mm-hmm. I don't think the school is for me." And she asked me why, and I told her exactly the story I told you guys, and mm-hmm. she even was kind of like, "Yeah, that seems." Upsetting. Is there anything we can fill your mind? And I was like, you know, to be honest, it's like I'm just wasting my money, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and even uh, Mike Tracy, which I can say now because he doesn't work there anymore, because they did some, they pulled, they did try to pull some shit, yeah. shit on him too. Oh, um, but at the time, he he told me like before that event, right? He told me one day he's like, because I asked him about, like, I was like, should I leave or whatever? And he's like, he's like, between me and the walls, is like you should get out of here. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing left to learn here. You know, he's like, you're already beyond anything that any other teacher here can teach you. And not to say that I was like the best artist ever. Mm. It it just shows that like they didn't have quality teachers at the end of the the rainbow to Mm. really teach people to become the artist that needed to be. You know what I mean? Mike Tracy is a real dude, man. He won't tell you. Yeah, he'll straight up give you the (laughs) truth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Mike Tracy was always that for me. In fact, he was only, like, I would always sit in on his classes. Like, whenever I didn't have a class that day or whatever, mm-hmm. I will just sit in on his classes, even if I was in my class where I was done taking his classes. Because mm-hmm. he would always drop, like, knowledge bombs all the time, and he was always, like, throwing people out of his class, and it was crazy. <laughs> it was, but it, it, was, it was good to see, because it, it gave me a lot of enlightenment to what I should do as an instructor in the future, right? Yeah. And so, um, the do's and do nots, basically. And... And anyways, which leads me to now, which, you know, after that event, it was pretty rough, but I got a job doing freelance. That lasted me enough where uh, Kaylin helped me get a job at Crazy Pixel. And then from there, uh, we, we left that job because of, like, the company went under. Yeah. But then we did we're, freelance. We started all Crazy Pixel uh, because I yeah. interned there. I was, like, one of the first oh, yeah? interns. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know so Brian crazy. and all those guys. Yeah, so then we did that, and then after that, I had my big opportunity, which was Sony, which kind of propelled my career ever since. Mm-hmm. And then I, I started to teach online um, with Schoolism, and then I started to do like uh, other jobs and freelance, and then eventually I got into uh, a smaller company that brought me back to Irvine, mm-hmm. and then that's right, right when my daughter was born, and then uh, then after that, you know, I had a, you know, I did the whole Kickstarter stuff, which went really, really well. Yeah, congrats you know? again, man. Yeah, yeah, but now like I'm like it's been three years, so it's like people are like, uh, where the hell is books? And I'm like, oh, I'm doing it now. Right. I'm doing it now. There was like a huge shift, another paradigm shift in my life. That was another one All doing right. the book, um, which I can give you guys some advice on after I finish my story. Okay. So, so like, uh, so then the next thing happened was then I got uh, opportunity to work on some films. Then after the films, I got to work at Blizzard, and that was like a really big moment in my life. Oh, but yeah. when it, yeah, but what ended up happening was that I just was losing my time, you know, and I just wasn't making enough money to support my family living in, in Irvine, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and it was just like rough. And it was like at that time I had my – my son was born too. Mm-hmm. And then my oldest teenager, uh, he got hit by a car. Oh, and my so gosh. We had like medical bills to – yeah, he's fine now. He's okay. totally fine he, except that he's a teenager. Um, <laughs> everything else is fine though. Um, okay. So – but like you know, he had like his teeth were all jacked up, and like uh-huh. we had to fix that. And then like he doesn't have like he has a false tooth and everything, and so we had to do all that. And so like a lot of stuff, you know, life happens, man. Yeah. You know, like all the time. Like Kalen always would give me advice when I was going through those times. He's like, he's like, you know, art's easy, life's hard. And I was like, damn, that's so true. That's some real shit, Kalen. Because art art is easy, right? You just got to draw a lot and got to stay focused and work hard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's more to that, but like you know, the basic premise of that really is you know, what people generally either don't do or avoid, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, so then, you know, uh, that's when I decided, you know, I need a secondary income. I need some way to kind of, like, manage all this stuff, right? And so that's when I started doing the Gumroad videos, mm-hmm. right? And then that's when Gumroad videos were basically just blew up online. That's when everybody started doing, like, these online tutorials and stuff like that. And really escalated that. And then I began uh, mentorships. Mm-hmm. And that itself also started blowing up. People started doing mentorships and everything like that. you know. And then uh, now currently I'm like that's pretty much what I've been doing is just teaching online, mm-hmm. doing tutorials. Right? And then I'm just trying to like so, – so like it's very s- successful. It's like up and down, right? Mm-hmm. But right now I'm like going through one of the like rough patches again. Right, mm-hmm. and it's a really it's a really good time for me to like give some advice that I I don't think anyone has ever really given too many people because it's like the kind of advice that I think only other people that have achieved a lot tell each other, right. but nobody nobody warns anybody else of this problem, which right. is that um, the problem that I've ran into is the overachieving amount of success like trying to always be so successful mm-hmm. and what's become of that for me specifically is that i just have a lot of unfinished business you know and it's just so hard to to catch up mm-hmm. and because of because of like i was always chasing the sun like icarus you know mm-hmm. like trying to touch the sun you know I, my wings burned it just happened right and I, there's a big point that i'm trying to make which is that nobody prepares you for success you know, 
Mm-hmm. Everybody teaches you how to be successful, including myself, right? Like people try to teach you how to become successful, the steps to become great. But nobody wants to admit that success can fucking suck, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like being successful. And in fact, I I went on record with like some of my students, like a lot of my students who are trying to achieve similar things. I teach them this too. I'm like I'm teaching and preparing them for this this thing that could happen to them as well. Um, and you know, I, basically, what I'm trying to get at is that, you know, when you when you're trying to do so many things, you want to try to do all the things that you want to do, and and you want to be the best you can. Uh, you'll you'll get that thing. But the question I have then is like, but when, then what do you do then? Mm-hmm. And that's when you start saying, well, what's next? And then you do that, and then you go, well, what's next? Mm-hmm. And then you do that, and then you go, well, what's next? Yeah. And that what next is what gets you in trouble. Mm. Okay? Mm. Like this is this is why you 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 see celebrities like do like stuff that you don't think they should be doing. Like why is that person doing that thing? They're successful, they're rich. Like why are they wasting their energy and time on this thing? Like why are they not like well, let's all laugh at them and look let's all laugh at like how they don't know what to do with those things. Like for instance, Justin Bieber is one of my favorite examples of this. Because like, we look at this just this kid Justin Bieber, right? Mm-hmm. He's this like pop singer. Like everyone makes jokes about him and makes fun of him all the time, which is fine, right? But people give him a lot of crap for just being a teenager, yeah. mm-hmm. like being a hoodlum. Like I think what he like the the worst thing he did that I saw was that he threw like like I remember like one article was like like on the news was just like going off about oh Justin Bieber threw eggs at somebody's house, and I'm like uh yeah. It's like not a big deal. Remember your childhood? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what did you do when you were yeah. a kid, man? Because trust me, that was like the throwing eggs at people's houses. Like that was like elementary school stuff, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that is like nothing. You and, know, what's, uh, if I can jump in for one second, one thing yeah, I guess since you're talking about Justin Bieber, like you also have to think when you're in their shoes. You know, they deal with stuff that you don't. So, like in your case, a lot of people maybe picking at you or just giving you a hard time and you're mega successful, you have all this attention right now. You know, it's this added stress that we, the non-successful people, don't understand. So, like, in Justin Bieber's case, I remember when he first came out, he was, like, 13 or 14, and I was watching some of his first, like, videos on YouTube or whatever, like, wow, this kid's gonna Mm -hmm. be big. And then you read the comments, F this hair looking, like, and I'm just like... Yo, this is the same as going to like some high school talent show, right? And then spewing this from the audience. Like he's a kid. You know what yeah. I mean? And they yeah. were already and excuse my I'm probably gonna bleep that word that I used because I don't wanna <laughs> But you know what I'm saying. Like I, I agree hundred percent, dude. It's Yeah, yeah. I, it's something that like you don't expect to happen. Because mm-hmm. um, you think well, once you get to the end of the rainbow, you're good. Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't ever work out that way. It really doesn't. Yeah. Um and so for instance, like uh you know, like you look at these basketball players who like these NBA players who go from like rags to riches, right? Mm-hmm. Like go from making like five hundred dollars a month to five hundred thousand dollars a month. Yeah. You know? And you think the money will cure them of their bad habits? It doesn't. All right? Mm-hmm. This is why they like have a lot of problems. What ends up happening is like maybe before they were spending money on Nikes, mm-hmm. you know? And like that was like all like half their paycheck was like some Jordans, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Now they're half their paychecks to Lamborghinis or houses mm-hmm. or like resorts, you know, yeah. that they like go party with their friends for over the weekend or something yeah. like that, you know. And that 
that unfortunately <laughs> doesn't escalate happiness. It really mm-hmm. doesn't. It, you just, it's just a different trap, right? Yeah. And so what ends up happening uh, with a lot of these guys is that like they'll spend all this money. They'll buy like $11 million house. Or they're thinking, look, I'm making like a million bucks. I'm making a million bucks a game, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever their salary, how their salary works. I don't know. But like they're like, look, I'll play like X amount of games or X amount of years. This house will be paid off like mm-hmm. two, three years. No big mm-hmm. deal. And then the the next season, they're cut from the team. Their salary is cut in half. You know, mm-hmm. guess what? You still have that eleven million dollar mortgage. Still, oh, yeah. And it's worse, right? Because this isn't like oh, I accidentally spent too much money on Nikes. I can't go out tonight, yeah. right? This is like I got so much debt that I have to sell everything that I own, yeah. you know. Yeah, and it's a, it's a big it's a different problem, right? And that's kind of like, like unfortunately what happened with me as well, right? Like I was just like none of my bad habits were cured, dude. AJ, you shouldn't right? have bought those Lamborghinis, dude. That's that's what did it for you. <laughs> or at least man, give have, one of it to us, and we'll take I care. Have way too many Lamborghinis, man. <laughs> just drop it off, man. Uh. We'll help you out. Way too too many Lamborghinis. The, the funny thing is, I have no Lamborghinis, man. <laughs> obviously, yeah. right? And so, so like uh, you know, I I, I start to think back because after all this stuff that was happening, and, and luckily for me, the scale at which it happened for me is not large. It's large enough that there's substantial like consequences, yeah. but it wasn't large enough that I can't come back from it. Right, mm-hmm. that's good to hear. Does it make sense? Yeah. Like it's like um, like if I had a, like eleven million, that's like a, that's like something that's really hard to bounce back from. Like imagine like if you're a basketball player and you pull your hamstring, right? Mm-hmm. That's like that's really different than you know. Oh well, you know maybe like I spent too much money on this thing that I can actually just I can if I just do a few more classes or I teach more cl- uh, tutorials or if I do. Um, uh, if I do mentorships or take freelance, mm-hmm. you know, this is easily fixable. Uh, it's not, I'm sorry, it's not easily, but it's like, it's manageable, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and with that, I took a lot of this insight and I said, okay, okay, what can I do to start fixing my bad habits? Because it's not so much the success that is going to cure these. It really isn't. You know, I think a lot of times we're banking that it will, mm-hmm. right? And it just, yeah. it just won't. And I think that's the insight I try to give my students to say, do what you want to do. Focus on the things that you want to be good at. Get rid of all your bad habits. Become the person that you want to be. Like, do what you're doing that doesn't require you to make money. You know, if you can, if you can do what you're doing and it's like, it makes you happy, you know, make a dime from it, then it's going to be awesome when you start making money from that. Right? Yeah. And so one of those things is teaching. Like, teaching is something that I've always loved to do. I've loved to help people out. I've loved to give advice and insight that I have to give. And I also like to learn. Mm-hmm. I thought about like, what was the most happiest point of my whole career? Like, what was like when I felt like this was, this is so much fun. And you know what it was? When? It was when I was trying to have a career. Yeah. When I knew nothing. When I first went and started sitting in those Charles Hugh classes. When I used to hang out with Kaylin and Edgar and Nino and Mio and all our good friends. And we would just draw and sketch and just get excited about new tutorials, new like um, videos, new insights. You know, these are the kinds of things that brought a lot of happiness in my my whole career was just being a student. Wow. All right? That's deep, and man. So, yeah. And I was like, I mean, because like I worked at Blizzard and that was a lot of fun and I don't want to discard any of like the experiences I had with real careers, right? Like those were great. But it was like the thrill of just knowing nothing of something was so val- valuable. And I think a, a good glimpse of this that happened to me recently 
when I when I started messing around with Unreal. Mm. When I started messing around with Unreal, it was like I've never like this is like a whole new territory, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. if that passion of like learning came like violently back, you know what I mean? Like it was just so much fun, just exploring and learning new stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. so you get to so be that's, a student all over again. Yeah, so so that's when I started to, to really consider, especially after like you know a lot of things has been going on. Because for instance, like I started the Learn Squared, mm-hmm. right? That was just another like thing that I was like, oh, I need to do something else to really accomplish. But I had to step down because I realized, man, like this is just another symptom of what I do bad, mm-hmm. which is I just take on too many things. Like, what am I doing? I already have a, a school, and it was already really. It's already running really well. Mm-hmm. And so I already have a body of people who care about what I do. Yeah. Like, why am I trying to do so many more things? And because of this, I, I was neglecting other responsibilities, yeah. you know? And I was just like, okay, like, you know, this is a move that I definitely need to have. And then, like, it was definitely insisted from my, my co-founders. Uh, they were just like, you know, like, this is probably the best thing we need you to do. And I was like, you know what? This is like, thankfully, like, this is, truly something that i actually need to change and after that like i just started to consider like that's when i really consider all the things i do and all the things i need to fix right and so all of my judgments and all all the things that i'm doing from now on are all based off of am i is this experience going to teach me something new or is this going to help me teach other people something new right yeah and that's all that matters now right and and because of that laser focus i'm starting to get back online i'm starting to get back on track to what i was like was keeping me down and i started to really fix my life in a lot of ways because another problem was health right this is a problem that's not unique to successful people this is a problem that's everybody like, has plaguing everybody yeah. you know and and so one of the problems i was having i was, wasn't sleeping enough i wasn't eating right right and so I started investigating both of those. And I, I've discovered that there's three things, there's three pillars of, of health that you should be focused on. Um, and the first one is diet. The second one would be exercise. And the last one, which is the most important one, is rest. Mm. Okay? And so, so I looked at, I said, exercise I got. Like, I know how to do exercise. That's, that's not too complicated. I think I got a, got a good understanding of how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the whole like eating I wasn't really sure about and definitely the resting I know I wasn't doing you know and so I was like okay let's figure out the eating maybe that will help um, me rest it's like maybe something is with my diet and sure enough it was man like I, I did a lot of investigating and Kaylee can tell you now like like I'm pretty much straight up vegan you know yeah. okay. and and I don't I like the whole the, the term vegan I think is was derived around the idea of like ethics. It's really built around a ethical standpoint, uh, but everybody understands it when I say it. But basically, what I really am is just an herbivore, mm-hmm. and for the ethical reasons, it's just a bonus to know that I'm not contributing to a lot of problems of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't. That was not. That was never my initial reaction to it. I think what ended up happening, for instance, is that I became more objective. Because when you start eliminating the foods that you used to eat out of your diet, 
you start to pay attention to those cow murdering videos and say, yeah, that is kind of fucked up, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> you start watching cowspiracy and say, oh, yeah, that's, that is causing global warming, isn't it? Yeah. You yeah. know, you start looking at those videos a little more objectively because you're like, you don't miss buttered. You're, you're more alert. You're less sleepy. Well, <laughs> and you're well, more it's conscious. Not, it's not so much that. It's, it's, a, it's a bias, right? It's, a, yeah. it's cognitive dissonance. It's, like how, it's why it's hard to get to, like, religious people to stop believing certain things that you know are contradicting or just not true mm-hmm. right um you just can't convince them and and they can see the evidence but they'll just kind of like ignore it yeah. but until like that person like for instance i used to be religious right but then after i stopped being religious it became very clear to me certain things i used to say um were were just wrong yeah you know um but when you're in it you just don't want to admit it right and so um, that's what's happened to me. But like, let me tell you, like switching my diet to a plant-based diet fixed so many things. Mm-hmm. Like it, it made me more cognitive, which made me more alert. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started resting, right? And then I also started pooping like solid old poops, like all the time, man. Like real good. <laughs> Michael bath- helps poop. Yeah, the bathroom is a really good experience now. No splash. It's like really, no it's like no splash. Dude. It's just super fast. <laughs> you guys are terrible. Efficient, efficient, man. And it's like it's clear, like that's what the body was always meant to do, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you're like I have never, I was never really pooping before, you know, mm. and like you know, it's like an Instagram account. Yeah, dude, it's so funny, man. Man, like check this out, <laughs> my my uh my son and daughter, for instance, are like completely like they, we've been giving them more plants. My wife is basically starting to do it too because mm-hmm. yeah. she saw she started seeing the benefits, and she's starting to see the benefits now too. Like for instance, her like she said to me yesterday, normally like like when she's like about to have her period, like she can start feeling the pains and stuff. Mm-hmm. She says she doesn't feel it mm-hmm. at all, and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's actually from what I read, like that's that's pretty common. Mm. And then I was like, and also your cramps should be less worse, but you know I don't want to say that just yeah. because I'll make sure. <laughs> and you're nice. I don't want it to be a placebo effect, right? Yeah, yeah. I want it to like genuinely happen, and then you tell me, and then but I was like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you already kind of told me this, so it, it seems like you're already kind of in favor of all this. Um, so, uh, but my kid, like my daughter, she was actually constipated, right? Like mm. she would never be able to poop like at all, mm. and it would, I, I would be sad sometimes because she would like really be crying. Yeah. Um, like yeah because it just was really she just couldn't do it same thing with my, my baby son and so I was just like man it sucks and we would try all kinds of things we talked to the doctor and the doctor didn't know what they are talking about and so like you know this though cured it just done like like they don't have it at all it's like not a problem and this kind of like brings up like Cars Jr. is trying to go with you know how Chipotle is so successful with their organic diet stuff Charles Jr. is trying to come back uh, from it with like a burger that is supposed to be organic, and their advertising is like, "Oh, it has none of this crap <laughs> that our other burgers that, do." The rest of our, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, whoa! Like you have to really say it. Like, how bad is your other burgers that yes. is surrounding this one? So yeah, yeah. So I mean, I won't get too much into that, but like, so that was one facet of my life that I changed, and mm-hmm. I, I highly recommend it. For everyone, and if you guys want to know more about it, I'm more than welcome to talk to you guys about it. But um, the the second or the last the second part was exercise. I wasn't exercising before, right? Mm-hmm. So I started exercising again uh, because I started having energy again, mm-hmm. and then so I started having energy. But then I started having my headaches again, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, so I know that I have energy more than I did before. Um, I'm more focused than I was before. Mm-hmm. 
So it really is sleep. I'm just not sleeping enough. All right. And so I started doing something where I make a list of my day, and this is something that was, you know, uh, bestowed upon me by my good friends at Learn Squared. Like they were like, you should make lists, you should stay focused. And it's ironic because these are the kinds of advice I gave them at a time, and now they're giving it back to me. It's like I should have taken my own advice. Um, and it all comes from a book called Eat the Frog, right? Uh, Eat the Frog. Yeah, yeah, I it's read a good that book. book. It's short, yeah, but it's good. really good. Yeah, it's good. And so. Um, so I started making lists of my day and what I'm doing throughout the day and I got really good at being critical of what I do in my day. And so I'm starting to be able to do a lot more. And when I start to do a lot more, I get a lot more of my time back. And the time that I'm getting back, I'm, I'm putting it to rest. Like I play video games again. Mm. I uh, go outside, I walk, I go shopping, I cook. Um, and then and more, most importantly, I go to bed early and I sleep. Mm-hmm. You know? Go to yeah. If anything, sleep, I'd be happy to just go to sleep at a regular time. So, yeah, and yeah. and it has everything to do that your day is just not managed well. It just isn't, you know. Like regardless of how busy you think you are, trust me, man, it has nothing to do with that, right? If you because you know yourself better than anyone else. If there's times where you are dicking around, or there's times where you're on a phone for too long, and there's times where you're um, most important thing feature that you might notice. There's times where you're just constantly playing catch up. Mm-hmm then it's not a symptom of that you're too busy. It's a symptom that you don't manage your time well. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's something that I focused on and realized that was what was going on. Right? And so I started fixing that. Not to say that I've cured myself of this. I'm working on it. And this is what solved it. Like making lists. Like basically gamifying my life. You know? Mm-hmm. Like did I do these quests? You know? Today. No. I did. Great. <laughs> like for instance, I can tell you what I had to do today. For the first thing, 11.30, I had to do Kickstarter signing of books. I still have books to sign. Uh, 12.30, do freelance and cook rice. So that, what that meant was get the rice cooking. Because at one thirty, what is it? Lunch. Mm-hmm. So I prepared myself lunch, which I was beans, rice, kimchi, tomatoes, uh, some um, Korean like hot paste and like mm-hmm. some ketchup. It's bomb. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, that... I think bled over, but I was able to do freelance, so I didn't have to do freelance at two. I put another time just in case I didn't have time earlier, right? Mm-hmm. But I did, so I didn't have to worry about that. And then three o'clock, I had a meeting, had that meeting, and then four o'clock, watched Deadpool. Oh, I forget to check that off. So I did that, then boot camp, just got done with that, and then now eight o'clock podcast. So my day is done after this, mm. and I just go home and I'm going to go sleep. There's nothing to worry about. Yeah, ending right? it on a good note with the yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 and then just go home and, and like sleep. Like I'll watch like maybe one nice. TV show or something and sleep. I won't open uh, my phone. Well, for first of all, it's just broken, but I won't open my <laughs> tablet. Like I've decided that once I get home late at night, I will not open my any of my electronic devices. Nothing is too important that I can't wait tomorrow. Yeah, you know that's that's one of the symptoms I've read that you know with today's age having that kind of electronic device that's shining a bright light in your face is actually bad for you before you sleep. <laughs> yeah, like your mind is so active. Yeah. Uh, so many so many reasons why, right? And the one thing that I've noticed why electronic like like I, I don't have a phone anymore, right? I yeah. just like it's dropped and I just never look back. Yeah. Like I broke it and I was like, oh well, whatever. People can. How's get your life right now, man? Without a phone, probably it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. People can get a hold of me. Fine. I just use other people's phones if I really need to. <laughs> or other people, or other people use other people's phones to get yeah. a hold of me. Right. And, this uh, is uh, sorry to jump in. I just want to mention like the phone thing. So, I, I used to do this thing uh, once, like uh, once a month or something. It's kind of like um, uh, what do you call it? Like the phone unplugged. 
Yeah, the family unplugged, <laughs> which is no electronic device, no phone, and you spend a whole day. And usually, to kill that time, you after you turn off your phone and everybody around you doesn't have their phone, you realize how much time you have left to kill. Yes. And we ended up going hiking a lot and spending all that day just yes. outside. So yes. it's 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 like a way well, to reset your mind too. So yes, what I'm saying is that, and what you're in, it, like proving too is that we have plenty of time. Yep. We're getting distracted too much with our devices. Mm-hmm. Think of it like this: like even if you wanted to do something productive, like you're like, hey, I use my phone for productive reasons. That's mm-hmm. what your excuse, right? So this is what happens: you you turn on your phone. You're gonna I'm gonna check my emails, and then what do you hear? Ding or. Yeah. What else is there? There's like a three icons above on the top bar, right? Yeah, or yeah, ar- yeah. icons that are floating on top of apps, like little numbers that are in yellow or green. Yeah. Say, hey, uh, before you do whatever you're going to do, don't forget to check your Instagram because yeah, yeah, there's yeah. like 10 things you should check out. <laughs> oh, but, and when you're done with that, dude, don't forget fa- Facebook because there's like, what, like five things, dude? Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, cool. And uh, Facebook or Instagram are gateway drugs to more distractions so once you go to facebook you're like all right cool and then you see this video like of this super cool tech or 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 not something that's productive something that's like um like some guy like or some crab holding a knife (laughs) that can't showed me yeah 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 Yeah. see like those videos come to me anyway so i don't have to look for them you know what i mean (laughs) like my friends will show me the videos that are relevant and everything else doesn't matter you know and and that's why i started that's what i discovered that i got rid of when I like stopped using my phone, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's so crazy how trapped, yeah, how trapped I was, like easily." Like I, I saw my wife once; it was so funny. She was like, she was gonna look up something on her phone, so she's gonna like cook something or whatever. Um, I forgot exactly the details, but like basically, she got on her phone and she was like checking something out, and then she got up and she went to the kitchen, and then she's like, "Ah, oh, I forgot to look up the thing," you know. <laughs> But she was on her phone for like half an hour. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, like that time he thought maybe she was there like looking up stuff. But no, she like saw, oh, well, let me check like a text message my friend sent me. Yeah. Or let me like dig into that. And then the next thing you know, you forgot exactly even your, your purpose yeah. <laughs> of being on your phone. And and that happened to me too. It's not like she was the only person that has symptom or has a symptoms or a victim of this. Like everybody, man, that's the, that's the point. It's designed to keep you. There, man. Where's yeah. my phone? I'm about to. <laughs> that I was checking my text this whole time. Siri, you've been holding me back this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Well, nothing. Yeah, this is good. If you want to be Neo and unplug from the Matrix, just take your eyes off your phone in a restaurant, and you see everybody, everybody, and their child. Sometimes the kid have a better phone than me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how bad it's gotten. He like, switched I, to a flip phone. It works out. A, a flip phone. Yeah. No, there's, there's a. Oh, go ahead, Gail. Because uh, when I when I lived in Spain, um, I didn't. This is back before like the iPhones were really coming out. But I remember like all my roommates they brought their iPhones with them, and I didn't have an iPhone. So like I went to the the cell phone place, and I only I got a flip phone. It was like literally four dollar flip phone. It couldn't take pictures. All I could text was like maybe ten words, twenty words. And <clears throat> I remember one moment I uh, I left the house going somewhere, and I left my phone. And I realized I left my phone, and I was like, oh well. Who cares? And then that, that was a weird moment for me because I was like, usually I would care. Like your phone's your life. If you leave it with, if you leave one without your phone, you're like, what the hell am I gonna do? Yeah. Um, but that was the moment when I realized I was like, yeah, like I really don't need a phone. So I'm like, well, who's gonna call me for one? I'm in Spain. 
And two, I was like, I don't really need it. And then when I came back from Spain, like they were trying to get me on an iPhone for a long time. They're like, hey, man, do you want like this new iPhone now that you're back? And I was just like, can I just have the regular phone? Because like I kind of like not having it because I never had to deal with anybody. And then eventually I kind of gave in. I got one. But for that for that short while, like not having a phone like overseas or whatever, was like kind of liberating because I was always like I was always like I think out of most people in my apartment, I was always drawing. I was always doing something. Yeah. So ever like on my phone. You know what I heard? The missus told him to get his phone <laughs> because the same thing happened to me. I, I I lost my phone, and for that one week when I didn't have my phone, I I just I was pretty happy, like because my my, my <laughs> so bizarre, right? not not just because of my wife not calling me all the time, but whoa, <laughs> whoa. I mean, Dude, like it, I... it was just. Like you start paying attention to things around you more. Yes. Like you start appreciating a lot of things, yes. and you feel kind of cool because most people have their nose on their phone and barely look up anymore. And you know, if you're trying to live life and trying to relax your mind, especially right, your mind is always busy all the time. Even if you're just checking and browsing, you're always working that mind. And yeah. I mean, it's no wonder a lot of artists have trouble sleeping. It's because their mind is always active. You're not yes. giving rest. Mm. And just by doing something as simple as just putting your phone down for that day, yeah, you, you, you know it's it, funny. It changes everything. You know? you know, it's funny. There's a phone that I'm really interested. In. I'm waiting for it to come out, and that's probably when I get a phone again. It's called the. <laughs> it's called a light phone. Light phone. And all like literally like light, like the light outside. Right. That's how it's spelled. Just straight up light phone. Um, it's really all it is, is a phone. You can only make calls, and you only can accept calls. That's all it is. But it's it's like a cell phone. You can take it with you wherever you go. Uh, what it does is actually it maps to your to your smartphone, so you can still have your smartphone, and you still have your regular plan that you have. It just basically what it does is it kind of your phone your phone just triangulates with the satellite and the, the light phone, so you can like just put. I, I'm not sure how exactly it works, but I'm sure you like maybe turn on an app that then relays all your calls to your light phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and so you can leave your f- smartphone at home and then just go out and do whatever you're going to do. And so, like, yeah, if you want to call somebody or somebody needs to call you, then that's available. Because I think that is still very valuable. Mm-hmm. But it's like you, like Caitlin was saying, like, like people aren't going to call you as often as you're going to get text, <laughs> yeah, or as often as like, like, and you just make that clear to your friends, like, hey, if you want to get a hold of me, call me, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Which is is actually a more engaging experience than texting right because you and it's faster I, i've always kind of hated texting and I, that's never been something very appealing to me um and so for me like that seems like a phone i want to have um and it's only a hundred dollars too which is very reasonable yeah i'm looking at it right now it looks like a hotel room key <laughs> yeah it can fit in your wallet it's like yeah. it's tiny because like it's all it is like the tech doesn't need to be super efficient it just needs to be able to receive and make calls and it's it's really cool, man. I'm thinking uh, like that's going to be the phone I'm going to switch out to, right? And I'm just going to use my smartphone as like a phone that maybe I take on business trips or something like that. Because it is it is like a miniature computer, really. It's very powerful, and it is very a great technology. I'm not dissing it, but what I'm doing is I'm removing the 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 distraction when you eliminate it from your situation. Like even before. Even before like this happened to my phone, what I used to do on my phone was put it by my feet. I have a standing desk, right? So I'd put my phone by my feet. And what that did was it wasn't on my desk, which meant I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it vibrate. I couldn't see it light up. I couldn't see it. 
So, and I put my headphones on, and people would call me, and I'll miss calls or I'll miss like uh, texts or whatever, right? Uh, but I'll check it every like hour or so, like when I was done, uh, you know, doing whatever I was working on. Mm-hmm. So, they saw I was focused for that lot of time. Um, and, you know, with this whole thing right now, I don't have my phone. My wife actually calls me on her phone through Facebook. Mm-hmm. So she can actually still call me as long as I'm connected to a Wi-Fi. Yeah. yeah. I bring my tablet with me everywhere, which is great because my tablet is, like, too big to just kind of use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, I just don't want to use it uh, only only in the mornings or when I'm, I'm cooking or eating or I want to watch something, like, up close. It's really convenient. But outside of that, like, I'm like, I don't really see the, the point. I even consider like just canceling my plan and just not even dealing with it. You know? Like I don't need need it. I don't think I need one because I can get a get on my emails when I get on my computer. Or if it's really important, uh, I'd rather use my tablet anyways than my phone. You know, if like or my laptop, right? I'm very happy that our conversation has kind of floated into this because as anyone knows, this is the Game Dev Unchained podcast and the whole reason we even bring this kind of stuff up is we want to break the chains. We want to let go of the leashes in our lives, you know, and so this is perfect. Uh, I'm looking at the light phone right now and I've got a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. You might have sold one, AJ. Hope they give they, you a commission. They don't. They don't know. <laughs> <That's me. good. laughs> if, if anyone that works there... And- like send me a hundred bucks, or just send me <laughs> send me a copy of the phone. Oh, there and, you go, uh, and then I'll, I'll, we're good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but All it's a right. uh, it's you know it's a bad problem when uh, we're just only talking about how people used to live like fifteen years ago. <laughs> we're talking yeah. about it as if this is some revolutionary idea, but it's it's true. Like if you talk to kids nowadays, they can't even imagine their life without a phone and I struggle with this with, with my kid growing up because I know if I don't get him a, I don't want to get him a phone but he'll be that one kid who doesn't have a phone so it's it's definitely one of those problems that we gotta deal with as parents too <laughs> Word. I uh, think that I need to go and get a refreshment so ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back after commercial break you'll be here for more Game Dev Unchained the podcast want to connect with professional game developers one on one for free well, this Sunday, February the 28th, Game School Online is sponsoring a live event where top-tier game devs are going to meet online to answer your questions, offer critiques, review your work, and share stories about working in games. If you want to sit in and participate, head on over to GameSchoolOnline.com for details. GSO Live will start on Sunday, February 28th at 8 p.m. PST. Don't be late. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Thanks for listening to that commercial and supporting whatever we just talked about. This is Larry Charles, Brandon Fan. We have Kaylin Chalk and Anthony Jones here to close us out with 15 minutes of education, information, and laughter, joke, and all that other stuff that we normally do. You guys ready? Yeah, let's get, let's get right into it, man. Mr. Kaylin Chalk, how does it feel owning your own company with one of your good friends, best friend even? <laughs> you know, what's the working relationship like? Um, it's, it's pretty cool, actually. I mean, I, I think actually from, from working, from being with the company and mm-hmm. seeing the, the fallout that happened with, uh, with the co-owners of our very first company, I kind of remember AJ, we kind of like jokingly talked about that. We said like, Hey, if you ever like own a company together, like, let's not do that. <laughs> and it was kind of like a, all right, cool word. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, luckily, uh, we're, we're pretty open with each other about things. So, I mean, whenever we have an idea, we just, we you kind of just talk about it, and usually we, we're usually on the same page mo- more times than not. And then if we're not, then we kind of just, just try to figure it out, and then we go from there. But it's cool. I mean, 
uh, it's cool to to have something that you're like emotionally invested in. You mm-hmm. know, try to see the company do great and want to do things. I'm mostly on kind of like the business end most of the time now okay. lately because it, it is kind of the, the the rock star. So I kind of handle most of the emails, like getting us like um, handling stuff for whether it's gigs or doing demos stuff like that it's kind of what i do and i don't i actually don't even mind it. it's actually kind of fun mm-hmm. um just figuring out ways yeah. that we can kind of be a part of the community more so um it's been it's been definitely a, a pretty weird weird thing because it's just like you're hanging out with one of your best friends so like literally I mean, my, my days like i just sign online uh i look up the emails that we have to like do you know i talk to john we talk about what we need to do and just kind of just go from there but yeah i mean it could be a worse i've had some i've had some pretty lame bosses i, don't, I wouldn't consider aj one of them uh yeah you can't you can't ask for anything more i guess it's probably the same dynamic that you and that you and brandon kind of have you know it's someone that you kind of grow up with so you kind of know each other's tendencies and mm-hmm. know the person's thinking so i mean there's a lot of times where i can i can do something without even telling aj and then i tell him and he goes oh yeah word that's that a good idea yeah. yeah i think that's like one of the biggest uh things we did recently was like basically told him like there's like for instance we're trying to set up a barcelona thing yeah. and i said he's like oh well uh you know like what should we do like what's next like what how, how should we do this or what do we like what do we have to do for this because i pretty much put him in charge of like getting us events and going to places nice uh, and he's he's been doing it he's been doing great and uh we've been setting up this barcelona thing and i was supposed to do some stuff for them and uh, i just told Kalen, well just do it just handle it Oh. And he's like, "Oh, but what? Uh, what I need to do?" Or that's like, "No, whatever you do, I trust." You know, Boom. I was like, "Just, just tell me what you need need from me. I'll try to get to you what I can." Kalen's yeah. booking yeah. trips so, at, so to Hawaii for Lambos. You get one Lambo, I get one Lambo. Yeah. We just yeah. back to the event. Yeah. <laughs> so, for instance, like uh, there was an event we were going to do in Italy. It was going to be good, but like you know, um, Kalen came to me. He told me like the problems and issues that might occur, and I was like, well, you know, like I just told him like we probably shouldn't do it, you know, because of like these reasons. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. And so he's just taking the reins on that stuff, and he's just keeping me informed. And and all I'm really doing is just giving him uh, a lot of my insight because I've done a lot of traveling and I've done a lot of these talks. Um, so right now, like I'm the heavy hitter on mm-hmm. what, what needs to be said, but that's only going to be temporary because eventually Kalen's going to be the one that tells me what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and like that's what, like we talked about it. We were like, Kalen was coming with all these ideas and stuff like that. And I basically told him the same stuff that I told you guys in the beginning, which is like, we got to focus, mm-hmm. you know, like what, what do we do? It's like online tutorials. So let's just get that ball rolling, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like once I get the the books out and growing, like one of my first things I'm gonna do is start to reformat with Kalen and and make it like a really strong like educational platform. Mm. You know, we're getting reached out by like CG Circuit. Like Kalen told me, like those guys want to work with us, and then like also like DeviantArt wants to do some stuff with us. You know, mm-hmm. so these are really cool steps in the right direction, and it's gonna be slow burning, but it's gonna it's, if. If the focus is there, just like in uh, just like in school, right? Like when I was only focused on being a concept artist, that was like the only thing that mattered to me in my career. Like I was able to achieve that, yeah. right? The problem with the the future AJ was that there was hundreds of things that I wanted to try to do, mm-hmm. and I just wasn't succeeding like tremendously at any of them. Yeah, you know. And so I told Kalen the same thing. Kalen, trust my insight on that. I think we're moving in the right direction already, and uh, you know. Oh, that's my wife calling me on Facebook. <laughs> Sorry. Uh-oh. Just put um, around but, the podcast. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> hey, when are you coming home? 
Yeah, but uh, you know, that's like the the kind of the point that I'm trying to you know make is that focus, right? Focus yeah. is powerful, man. And my wife is like like all those funny. She's called. I think she's just calling me. To let me know she's safe because she went to like a uh, party. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway. Yeah, I mean, like the number one thing that you, you you're touching on, and I think the number one thing that is, at least for me, when I was working at bigger companies, is uh, the the growth part of it. Like, as soon as I stopped growing as an artist, where I was coming to work doing kind of the same thing, I was immediately disinterested. Like, I, of course. I, I found myself pretty unhappy and start questioning on on you know what why am i in the industry if i'm not enjoying it and most of all exactly. why am i playing less games when i'm in the game industry right that was the number one exactly. thing that i'm still dealing with CISO, man you're lucky that yeah, awesome. works with CISO. he works with section CISO okay yeah dude He's yeah there. so i mean like you know from crazy pixel to now robot pencil like you guys i mean how how early uh you know, of course, you had the synergy and the working relationship, but how early was Robo Pencil? I, I know it was your alias, but the idea of like going to business together, like when did that exactly develop throughout you guys' <laughs> career? Like when did you guys like, hey, we need to go nah. off on our own? It wasn't. That wasn't even that. It was literally just AJ. Like, hey, I'm teaching classes right now and blowing <laughs> up. Uh, we need an environment class. You down? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. And it was funny because I had like a job offer for another place and then that came up and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go do that because like I get to come with my friend. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, like I get to go to make a school with my friend. So yeah. like and I, I don't even think we, I even thought of it like that at first, like kind of becoming like, like a like a right hand man for it. It was just like, hey, you want to teach? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then that kind of just blew up. I yeah. mean, a good example is like CTN. We had CTN and we had a booth. And I didn't think we would get that much like support and love, but it was like crazy. Like even our mixers, when we do mixers and stuff like that, like so many people show up. And yeah, just... it's it hard to manage. Yeah, yeah. And, and and especially because I was doing so many things. But now, like I can focus on that. Like that's something that I want to focus on. I want to do those again and make that primary, like you know, like source of what I do. Yeah. You know, and I I'm I'm getting that opportunity again, and it's great. And I want people to understand it's like it's just like you're saying you know getting the job isn't it's not going to solve your inner turmoil you have to figure out what is it you want to do now yeah and that's my best advice to anybody that's listening to this Mm -hmm. you know is like what is it that you would like to to do like right now like you know like what is it that you care about right now and and if you're not doing it right now why like why not yeah you know and if the answer is like I can't because of this or that, then uh, then then start eliminating those excuses. I always tell my students, you're allowed to have excuses, you're just not allowed to have keep having them. Mm. Right? Wow, that's powerful. Because excuses just is a is a you know glimpse at a problem, but if you don't address that problem, then it stops becoming an excuse. It becomes your life, right? And unfortunately, when you believe something so hard, it becomes real. It becomes true. Regardless if it's not true at all, right? No matter how much I can convince you and show you the truth, you just won't see it any other way, right? Uh, you know, I just know too, I just know too many people. I've met too many great artists for me to believe that any excuse is too hard to get past. You know, yeah. I, I knew an artist who was once homeless and now is an art director at Ubisoft. Wow. You know what I mean? So, like, don't tell me 
about your problems, you know? Yeah. In fact, I had one student that was like that. He's like just going on and on and all the reasons why he can go to CTA. And he's like, I can't go to CTA. I'm living, I live in this country. I used to so far. It's too expensive. And I was like, well, have you tried? Have you looked into it? And he's like, he's like no, but I know it's going to be too hard, it's gonna, et cetera, and et cetera. I was, like, I was like, but do you agree you don't know for sure because you haven't tried? And he's like, he's like, well, I'll look into it. <laughs> but That's I can tell you right now. Went off, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, well, I'll tell you. I promise. It's just, I was like, but try, I was like, I want you to really try. I want you to come back and really, really try. And if you really try, then I'll help you. I'll, we'll look into it together. Mm-hmm. I'll help you with it. And he's like, okay, cool. The next class, he came in. He's like, I'm going to CTN. Mm. <laughs> he's like, it's actually really easy. It's not as hard as I, I thought it was going to be. He went. I met him. It was awesome. In life, he changed. It changed his life. And he says, I'm so glad I came. And was I was that exactly. The, uh, I think the guy that I met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're sitting next to him. Yeah, yeah so that guy was really cool. Yeah, David. He he was really great. And so uh, he got a really good advice from Ryan Lang, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it changed his life. And that's my point. It's like I'm not saying that everything is possible. I'm not saying that you can do whatever you want to do. Uh, I'm just saying that how do you know you can't do it if you haven't even tried, yeah. you know? Like it's easy to say you can't. It's easy to say, you know, this is not possible. It's not achievable. Yeah. And it might not be, man, right? Like it might not be. But it doesn't mean that you can't try. And even if it's not, like for instance, some people, uh, there's a, an artist who had a very severe disease or basically paralyzed and all he could do is move his eyes and he still found a way to draw. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Francis Sai. He just passed yeah, away Francis recently. Sai. Rest in peace. Yeah, and but he's a great example of not giving two fucks that he couldn't move. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that is like, if anyone is allowed to have an excuse, man, that guy, I was was like, you're, you're cool, man. You don't have to, we got you, dude. He's like, no, this is my fucking passion. Like, is there any way? Well, we have this eye laser movement technology. And he's like, fucking sign me up, Mm. you know? And when you hear stuff like that, I just want people to know that that's why when people start giving me excuses today, that I just don't have time for it because I know the stories of the people who deserve to be able to say, I shouldn't be able to do this, who still bust their ass and get it done. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, that's a huge takeaway, man. Yeah, like you're allowed to have them, right? Like you're allowed to say, okay, this sucks my life. Mm-hmm. But the next step is, what's the solution? Yeah. You know? Because otherwise you're just a complainer, man. You know, you just complain. And, Don't try and, to quit. Try to keep going, you know? Yeah, and you know, one thing I want to say too is like one thing that I, I know is that people – like last thing that I want to do, something that I learned is that I don't want to stray people away from their dreams. I want them to see how they get there yeah. and then, then they have to go. I can't go with them, right? That's their dream. But I can show them, hey, look, you can do this. Look, look, there's the path right there. And then they're like, holy crap, you're right. You know, and that's a really, really powerful thing that Kaylin and I really enjoy doing for our students. We love to see them realize that it's it's nothing there's nothing yeah. to it Seems it's really yeah it's really actually not a very difficult concept it's like the whole health thing we were talking about earlier right mm-hmm. like everybody knows that you should eat right and exercise it's just nobody does it right that's like that's really what it comes down to health and fitness like you got to exercise you got to eat right and you got to sleep that's all i did right i but my problem was i wasn't sleeping enough i couldn't eat right so i just fixed it i said what do i need to do to make this easier for myself and I just baby stepped it until now I'm like cooking fuller meals and now I'm sleeping on a regular schedule. But it took me like two months to figure it out. You know, it didn't like happen overnight. I wish it worked that way, but it doesn't. And so 
Yeah, that's my advice to everybody. Is like you're allowed to say this sucks about my life, but the next step is what are you gonna do about it? Exactly. Solutions you know, always come. I always I always say that. And that's actually one of the things to people about about us too. And like people complain about their school situation. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, like we didn't go to the best school either. But me and AJ and the guys, you know, we went to the meetings. You know, and mm-hmm. we said, hey, we we want these classes. We want these books. We want these DVDs. And we're gonna create havoc until you give it to us. And they gave it to us. You know. So I always say that to my students who complain about their situation. I'm like, well, have you tried to make it better? You know, have you tried to ask for something? And they just – a lot of people just want things handed to them. And so I always say like, you know, your situation is, is what it is. But you should always try to make a – like you can only complain once you try to make a solution or try to make it better. Yeah. And if you try it and it doesn't work out, then you can complain. Then you have a choice to either leave or <laughs> – you know what I mean? Yes. Like your opportunity is is, is what you. You need. just gotta, yeah. You just exactly. Kalen's right. Like there's a there's a great segue to what he just said, which is that there's always options, you know. And so uh, if you're one of those people that has has tried or has kept trying, and it's been years, and you still haven't achieved your thing, two things I want to give pieces of advice I want to give you is one resilience, right? Like you just got to be pretty tough, and you just got to make sure that you know. Trust that this is not a unique problem for you. You're not alone. You know, um, trust that. Like, there's someone else out there that has it just as bad as you, if not worse. Okay. If you have access to, if you are able to listen to this podcast, or if you have access to the internet, I can tell you, you already have one up on billions of people on this planet. Yeah. Okay. So you are amongst the privileged. Trust me on this. Okay. You have stuff like YouTube. You have stuff like <laughs> Google. Okay, you got access, whether you believe it or not, to unlimited amounts of information. It's unbelievable, right? Like when we first started school, YouTube was just born. Mm-hmm. Okay, YouTube was just coming together, right? Isn't that crazy to think that we didn't really have YouTube as like a major? Like when YouTube first came out for us, it was like cat videos and just like uh, yeah. people dancing and Charlie people failing. <laughs> yeah, like silly home videos, uh. right? Now it's like beyond that, right? There's educational videos. There's like you know uh, live streams now. They even have their own TV shows. It's, it's crazy. It's exploded um, in terms of information dump. Okay, so that's my first like resilience. Right? You just gotta be strong. You gotta like fight through it all. And then the second thing that I would say is that work things out like a scientist because scientists put like basically scientists put robots on Mars. Scientists cure ailments. You know, mm-hmm. scientists have made our smartphones, which are our distractions. Okay, <laughs> and scientists, the way that they work things out is through the scientific method, which is basically you 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 come up with a question, which in this case could be a problem, and then you you do the research, you look and investigate to what other people have done to try to solve this problem, or what other people problems may look like that might be different from yours investigate basically Mm -hmm. and then come up with a hypothesis saying i think i can fix this problem if dot 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 whatever that may be okay the next step is apply it to do the actual tests to, Mm -hmm. to make sure like for instance if it's something like i like for when i was trying to get my sleep together when i got my health i got my energy back i was able to focus on on my sleep that it was truly a problem Right, mm-hmm. and so when I started going to bed at nine thirty, I don't have headaches. And I said, "Eureka!" And that took me almost two years to figure out. So trust me, the resilience parts I got right. Yeah. So 
it was like a two year long experiment. It had it had I had to change my diet completely for me to start to recognize the little problems that was going wrong with me. You know? Yeah. And so so that's what I'm saying, you know. But before that I tried all kinds of stuff. I tried to drink coffee. Um I tried to sleep more, but it didn't work. Like I would go early before and it would still wouldn't work. Yeah. Um I did try to put my phone away, it still didn't work. It's when I changed my diet that really changed everything. Because what ended up happening is because the standard American diet right now clogs your arteries, yeah. all the cholesterol and saturated fat. And what, unfortunately, what what's wrong with that is that arteries go everywhere, not just in your like more notable things like your leg and your arms and all that stuff like that. It's also in your brain, you know. And so, like, I, f- I think what's happened is that now my my blood flow is actually going yeah. to my brain, allowing me to actually sleep and dreaming it. Right. And then, so yeah. I'm I'm serious. Like I said, we we could have another podcast all about this. I promise you. <laughs> yeah. Well, but a like, lot of pe- I mean, you're so, touching on a very important point. Like a lot of people think that if they sleep for 12 hours, they're getting enough sleep. But the fact yeah. is, they're probably getting only like two hours of deep sleep, which is the yes. sleep that counts. Yes. And a lot of that is from diet. A lot of that is exercise, and you know, not getting quality sleep. Yes. So so, so to, to finish my point, and we can kind of like send this, yeah. yeah, wrap it up. Basically. <laughs> So, so, so the, you test it, you do your theories, and then at the end of the day, it doesn't work. What does a scientist do? Scientists say, "Well, we tried everything. Let's pack up the bags and call it quits. We, you know, we we better we gave it our all." No, what do scientists do? Say, "Well, let's look back at the problem. Maybe we we worded the problem wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe our hypothesis was wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe the research was wrong. You know." Mm-hmm. So just change one of them. Say, "Okay, we'll 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 just assume that the question or the problem is still right." But the research, maybe I didn't investigate thoroughly. Maybe what I did is I watched, I looked at a lot of blogs instead of looking at scientific document for this mm-hmm. problem. Or from look, rather than I looked at other students, let's say, rather than people that are working. You know, maybe I'm taking advice from the wrong kinds of people. You know, not to say that their advice is bad, but it's not the advice I need mm. right now. And then, you know, you think of it like that and then you restructure your hypothesis. Well, then in that case, it might be this. And then you do it. And if it doesn't work the first day, it doesn't mean it won't work at all ever. Just just give it a shot. Like really try. And I usually encourage my students. I say, you know, you know, you know you've done you, – you know you've got, gave it your good effort if you're good at it. Whatever you're trying to do that you think might solve your problem and you become good at it, then you can say it's safe to say that it 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 is not the problem, or it's not the solution to the problem if the problem still exists. Yeah. For instance, like when I was trying to fix my health, I was switching up my diet, and but my diet at the time was still bad. I didn't realize, right? But I thought exercise. So there's two variables that I was trying to control, right? Exercise and uh, my diet. My exercise, I got real good. I got real fit, real strong, real fast, right? So the exercise, I knew what I was doing, but. I, was still feeling crappy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then I went back to the original problem, you know? And I was like, what else could it be? Sleep. But like the sleep wasn't working. And I was like, what could it be? You know? And then I was lucky to watch a video that kind of opened my eyes to say, maybe it's your diet. Mm. And sure enough, man, that was the, the gold bail. Bingo. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so so you know what I mean? Like but if I was if I would have just gave up, you know, I would probably end up like, you know, with like Full on type two diabetes, 
in my yeah. er, like mid thirties, dude. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Like it, it, it's so crazy how like you know like if I would have just gave up, yeah. then I would be dead, right? Yeah. And so and so like that's that's a huge point I want to make to everybody. It's not just about finding the solutions right away. Like scientists don't work that way, and that's and you want to try. Like I said, I stopped. For instance, I stopped listening to people that don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. You know, because these people really spend a lot of their time and effort trying to discover new frontiers. All right. So my point is, is that you know, you you want to devote some real time and effort to something. You know, you don't want to just give it up right away. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's just not a fair. That's not a fair. Uh, assessment of whether it's something that is for you or not right yeah so i mean like the assessment the rationale behind it like you know keeping it as facts only really does help with the problem as soon as you get discouraged as soon as you try all these things and you get emotional about it it kind of distracts you from what you want to do but if you take it on a facts but facts basis like hey it didn't work this is why then you're more you're more willing to go back to the problem and just see it as that just a problem and not something that's yeah. going to destroy your life or like if you don't do yeah. this this won't happen like when those thoughts creep in it can be really discouraging so i mean yeah advice absolutely. Sounds, dude. it's awesome yeah i i think i think it's 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 practical advice what i'm what i'm getting what i'm trying to get across is that you're allowed to be skeptical you're allowed to be um you're allowed to be pessimistic even mm-hmm. with your initial re- thoughts but don't let your belief in don't let your beliefs like distort you from the reality cuz you might realize that things aren't as bad as they seem you know and trust that saying things are as bad as they are is easier to do than to recognize what's really going on okay mm-hmm. right and you know, there's a there's a common thread amongst millionaires and billionaires that they're very unhappy with their lives, right? That's and one of the one of the one of the greatest advice that millionaires and billionaires are given by these like motivational speakers and like people like Tony Robbins, right, is that uh, be like great gratitude, like gratitude should be the staple of your diet, like everything in your life should be wrapped around gratitude, you know. And this is one of the major factors of these millionaire billionaires, and this is why people like Bill Gates has gone and became a philanthropist, and you know, literally gives like ninety percent of all his income to saving the world. You know, yeah. Um, Mark Zuckerberg did like ninety nine percent, from what I remember reading. Yeah, he's is, committed to ninety nine percent give away as well. Yes, and this because he, but he like many other wealthy people don't realize like the wealth is not very valuable mm-hmm. it just isn't it really isn't and what's more valuable to them is the things that they care about and like like good on him to recognize that early on in his career versus later you look at someone like um the guy who made minecraft you think look this guy just sold minecraft for 2.5 billion dollars to microsoft like he must be so happy yeah. and then right. recently there was a blog about like how he was like on his twitter going on and on about how this like unhappy he was like how he was very depressed like how he like i think his wife left him his Uh, best friend stopped like hanging around him you know and then like another successful person wrote to him says don't worry it will pass as if this is a common thread among successful people wow right like i don't want that to happen i don't want to disconnect myself from my great friends and people that i care about you know 
like just because I got a little more wealthier. That's, that's like the last thing I want to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. And and uh, it happens all the time. And you don't think that it can happen to you, but trust me, it can. And that's why you have to be really like clear about what is making you happy now. Stay objective, you know, as much as you possibly can. Have people that can keep you objective, mm-hmm. right? Have people around you that can tell you that you're fucking up, you know? Yeah. Um, that you trust when they say that to you, like, you know, like you're okay. All right. I am, you know, mm-hmm. and be able to admit that, um, is a very powerful tool to growth. You know, you don't learn from your success. It's what I'm trying to say. You learn from your failures. Yeah. And so you want people to tell you how often you're failing. So that way you can become a better person. And, and that's like my, my, my general advice. And one, one like thing I want to say too, is like, you look at someone like Robin Williams, who you never thought in a million years yeah. was going through some shit, but he was, you know? And this is not like someone like Michael Jackson who like everyone is making fun of and talking crap and just yeah. wouldn't leave the poor guy alone, you know, for his like, you know, the, the mental disorder because he really had one, man. Like he got screwed up as a kid. And that's what happens to a lot of kid actors because they don't have a really average or normal upbringing, you know? Mm-hmm. And... He wasn't like that, right? Like, we're, we're, uh, it makes sense. It makes sense to me kind of like what like he was going through. Like, I get why he was probably using drugs, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, someone like Heath Ledger, someone like Robin Williams, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You, you don't see the correlation, but trust me, it's the same, you know? It really is. Um, yeah. and, and look at someone like uh, Bruce Lee, who died very young. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a strong belief it was overwork, man. If you read about what he did, like he was working yeah, all, the, all time. the time, man. And I think he overworked himself, seriously. Yeah. And that's another problem that I like I don't want to I don't want to. Like the whole point of all this success I want to make is so I work less. Yeah. So you're, you relax. It gets it, worse, man. And then like, I was like, what is going on? And it's because like I just didn't understand that that's not how it works. Like nobody yeah. teaches us this, man. And I, I say no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I still am trying to learn it too. And when I get good at it, I'm going to teach others so that they I can teach people to prepare for success. Because no, no, <laughs> I don't <laughs> so want to go to your thing. No, <laughs> <laughs> I want to. Well, I want to prepare people for success because a lot of people are going to be successful. A lot of our my students are going to be great. Like, thankfully, like the relationship with you and Kaylin, you have like a strong foundation before before all the success started rolling. But imagine that person who never really had a good friend, how they got that billion dollars. They pretty much have a billion reasons why they'll never meet a best friend after their success. Because how, how easy is it to trust anyone that isn't yeah. hanging out with you just because of this, right? Yeah. Like anything you say to them or they say to you, you have to take it with a grain of salt because well, it's really hard. I think that's why Notch can relate to like the other wealthy person who wrote to him because it's right. like I'm not coming after you for your money, which 99.9% of the new people in your life are. You yeah. know, So maybe the rich can only fly with the rich. I don't know. No, you're right. They do. Yeah. That's fucking absolutely right, man. They do. You see, The TED Talk is like, like exactly what that is, man. It's just like these mega rich people – Hanging out, and maybe some people that just had enough money to go because it costs six thousand dollars to go, mm-hmm. and you have to be invited, mm. right? So it's like, it's like you know, this is the kind of event that other people that are like, hi, like, I want to go to that TED talk uh, or a TED talk one day in my life, and not because I'm a millionaire or whatever, just because it is, it would be great to meet these types of people, get insight yeah. to people that are on the top tier of this this planet yeah. in terms of resources, in terms of knowledge, yeah. 
and just see how they think and just so I have some kind of context. Because right now it's still hypothetical. You know, I don't know anybody that's like a trillionaire yet, right? And so it's it's like I want I want to kind of see that world from the inside, and again be able to educate people and help people out. And the only way I've been doing that is by listening to podcasts of these super wealthy people. Yeah. Like I've been listening to Tim Fer- the Tim Ferriss Experience, okay. yeah. which is a powerful powerful uh, podcast because you know these these people are like the best in the world that he's interviewing. Uh, another one that I started listening to because of that podcast was Intelligence Squared. Mm-hmm. No correlation to Learn Squared, <laughs> uh, which which is basically the smartest and brightest people arguing about stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like such a different level of the podcast I used to listen to. I used to listen to Joe Rogan. I don't anymore, you know. <laughs> like I don't know the guy personally. I don't have any personal vin- vendetta around him. But it's just like it's really like like he's basically bro science compared to the stuff I listen to now, right? You know, like yeah, like his 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 podcast has no strength that it used to have on me right i'm like yeah. the, he doesn't explain things as well as these people You're he doesn't no longer... cite oh sorry go ahead man yeah he doesn't cite like real facts and like stuff as often as these people that are doing you know yes. these people are like experts and he he's not and i used to listen to not just him but other people like that but now i listen to star talk which is neil degrasse tyson which again he interviews the brightest and best in the world you know like I'm not listen, I'm not playing in the little leagues anymore in terms of my podcast is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like listening to people that actually know what the fuck they're talking about. I stopped listening to all nutritional facts from these like muscle heads online. I watch their workouts because you know those are still cool workouts and great yeah. exercises to listen to. But I listen to the nutritionists who are saving people's lives and reversing their diseases yeah. and actually know what the hell they're talking about. You know, and I, I started to do that because I don't want to be another person just saying stuff that doesn't make any sense. Because, yeah. mm. like, remember, my, my focus is to teach things, not to, uh, like, you know, speculate. And so I want to really teach practical information. That's, like, my focus now, and I've been better at it because of it. Mm. And so, like, going to kind of the moral of the story, guys, and I, I definitely got to go now. Um, <laughs> it's all good. Is working hard is, is a really easy thing to say to people, right? We say it all the time. but But I think working hard is just a symptom of a passionate person. They just do that just naturally. But what someone who has a hard time motivating themselves or whoever has like a hard time staying focused, that these can be fixed too. So maybe before you work on becoming a great artist or great game designer or whatever, animator, maybe you should, you should focus on becoming someone that can stay still and get the work done. Even if it's something as simple as, Every hour of every day or one hour of every day, I'm going to do this thing mm-hmm. at this time. It could be literally that simple and it could be every other day. You can make it so easy for you to do that once it becomes habit, then you say, well, I can probably do five days of the week. And then you say, well, maybe I can do two hours, mm-hmm. right? Baby steps, man. I wouldn't expect anybody to go to a gym that's never worked out to all of a sudden deadlift 400 pounds, mm-hmm. right? You have to work – you have to work up the weights before you have to work up the strength before you can do something like that. And for whatever reason, people expect like, Oh, I didn't draw this thing super awesome. The first day I drew it. I mean, everybody knows better than that, but yet they're expecting different results. It just doesn't work that way. It just never will. Well, maybe it will in the future, right? When we have like nano bots that can rewire our brains (laughs) and then just like make us like, just like the matrix super smart at everything and anything. 
<laughs> Let me download my SAT prep and yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, that's my advice to people. It's just like, you know, my podcasts uh, right now, like I said, listening to, if you guys want to listen to other great podcasts, um, you know, is, yeah, uh, Intelligence Squared was a good one. And then Tim Ferriss Experience, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Star Talk. Um, I listened, how was the other one that I listened to? It's freaking great. Ah, uh, it's fine. Those are good to start yeah. with those. To start with those, and then they'll they'll lead you to other great ones. Well, listen, AJ. Speaking about promotion and uh, you know marketing things <laughs> that people should yeah. you know, go and support, we yeah. always do this with our guests at the end of our podcast as a way of thanking them for being part of the show. We let them talk about anything that they specifically are working on or excited about or would like sure. to promote. So okay. the audience is yours, my friend. Yeah, thanks a lot. So, um, in terms of the things I know, what like the things I know how to do is I know how to paint and I know how to do character design. Kaylin knows how to do environment design and painting, and so these are the things. If you are really interested in, you should check out our tutorials on RoboPencil.net. Uh, we built it around like an iTunes model, which is very cheap, very affordable tutorials that are like between three to four dollars or three to five dollars. Sometimes they can be a little more expensive, but relatively cheap, bite sized. Like I call it like shots of education. Like if you just want to learn like a, a thing, yeah, just watch that video, and I'll teach you. Just like focus on that one idea, and I'll teach you as much as I can about it. As you guys probably can tell, I can talk a lot. And so, like, I definitely am talking throughout the whole video. It's awesome. We we sat yeah. back and let you just drop knowledge on us all day. <laughs> yeah, and uh, this is something that I think a lot of my students and uh, admirers of my tutorials really appreciate is that I genuinely just explain things very well. And trust me, like, I'm not trying to be arrogant or boast or anything. It's just I spend a lot of time practicing even that. Mm-hmm. I've learned how to teach, right? Like, there's nothing that I do that I, I don't think is a coincidence of like talent. It's just not it's just not true. I was not this elegant when I was in high school in talking. <laughs> and trust me, I really wasn't. You think so, this this is natural? Yeah, yeah this <laughs> this, this, is, this is all earned. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Which is again a staple of what I'm trying to get across yeah, is that yeah. anything you want to get good at, you just got to focus, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, like, you know, if you want to learn how to become a concept artist, like, uh, we definitely have tools there. And I also teach a, a mentorship on Learn Squared. You guys can go there, too, which is a little bit more well-structured and planned out um, kind of thing. But I'm not a part of that anymore, so it's kind of nice because I'm just a teacher, which is good. I can just focus on the teaching aspect of it. I don't have to focus on the business stuff anymore, right. which, is, which is actually really relieving. I, I thought I was going to – I was really upset at it at the idea at first, but – as time went by, I was like, actually, this is really nice <laughs> that I have all this time now. And I can focus on just making tutorials again. Yeah. And he will, people were excited that I was able to do that again too. Yeah. And so, yeah, just go to the site. Um, right now I have like a project-based system, which is really cool. I'm working with the guys at Burning Games. Uh, it's like a small little board game company. They're building this like board game and they want me to work on it. And part of the deal is that I can show people how I'm doing it. All like right. it's a tutorial based, yeah, it's a tutorial based project which could last a year or so, and this is like you can watch literally step by step how we're gonna get it done. And um, there, the videos of the meetings are free, so you can watch those for free. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the vid- the videos of me commenting on how I'm working, how I'm doing the work, are not free because you know I, I still need to make a dime. You know, and but I think it's justified, right? Like, yeah. okay, well, this is something I was already charging before. But the meetings, I think, are very intelligent and very wise for people to to see without any price to that. I think that's information people should just have anyway. You know, people should know how to work with clients. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I, th- I think that's a, a first step in the right direction. I want to do more of this in the future. And I think there will be more of this kind of interaction with client and uh, employer or like client and um, employed, employee, mm-hmm. right? Um, where it's kind of like a, I think there could be a cool thing here, right? Like a Kickstarter model or like a Patreon mo- model where it's not like – it's like if Microsoft hired me and then instead of Microsoft paying me, Microsoft just promotes my Patreon or my website or whatever yeah. the thing is. And I think that's a, a actually a, a win-win situation for everybody, for, yeah. for me – because the the promotional aspect, I'll probably get paid way more than if they were just to pay me directly. They don't pay me at all. And then the people that are um, watching these videos get educated. Yeah. Right? Wow, that's brilliant, man. I think so. And I, I'm not saying that this is a new business thing I'm starting. I'm starting small. I'm doing tutorials, right? Teaching. That's yeah. like my focus. And doing one thing at a time. And this could be bigger than – like right now I'm working with this board game, which is great. They're really great guys. Um, but it could be bigger, right? It could be huge, and it could be a great way for people to work with each other. And so, I, I highly encourage you guys to check it out if you are interested. I will, man. I'm, I mean, I'm already following you guys and staying up to date on Facebook, but I'm definitely going to check out anything that you recommend. So <laughs> that's just how it is, man. I like your stuff, dude. You're a dope artist, and I'm very proud of how far you've come in your career, my friend. Thanks, man. I really appreciate. Well, um, since I've got the mic, I'm holding it and no one else can speak. I am Larry Charles. I'm going to say goodnight. Goodnight. Hey, thanks for joining us. See you guys next week. Goodnight, guys.
If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to stay in touch or continue to follow our developments, then you need to go to facebook.com forward slash game dev unchained and drop a like and stay in touch. You can also get the direct feed for this podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash game dev unchained.